This is Car Rides with Cody. Man, I tell you guys what, this is probably the 57th intro I've tried doing just this morning alone. I tell you, it is not as easy as you assume it to be to always get these started, especially when you're doing it by yourself. Um, well, I'm sure whenever you have more than one person on a podcast, it, it probably goes a lot better. Uh, but uh, And you also like put more effort into it. But then again, this is kind of how I like to roll. Um, I just kind of throw stuff together and make it happen. Uh, it kind of reminds me of my jiu-jitsu uh, a little bit. Uh, it's not really uh, technical or good. I just kind of make it happen. Nah, I'm kidding. Anyways, um, so um, briefly, real quickly, um, I want to touch on something I covered in the last episode about uh, my injury. Um which is going to tie into one of the topics that I wanted to talk about today, um, and and that is um, assumptions. Okay, um, so needless to say, um, I'm not as injured as I thought I was. Um, here's the thing, guys. I really don't know what I did to uh, my knee. Um, I didn't go to a doctor. I didn't see anybody for it, but yet I sat here freaking out, assuming the worst um, in the last episode because uh, I couldn't train. Um, so, like, I'm going to be honest. Um, I tried report recording this podcast last night. Um, I had a little bit of complications. Uh, I ran out of gas and my phone died. Um stupid iPhones, man, I tell you, because I have the iPhone SE, or I think that's what it is, I forget what number, anyways, the point is, is you, it's one of the iPhones where you have to have that special plug-in, like, it doesn't come with a headphone jack, so, basically, um, I have to either record the podcast or charge my phone while I'm in the car, I can't do both. However, I'm wrong about that because, uh, shout out to, uh, AJ Waddle, um, coming through yet again and telling me about a splitter I can get for the car, so maybe next time, um, I won't have, uh, a situation like last night happen. But, so anyways, um, back to the, uh, part about assumptions, um, I don't know why, I've always been one to assume um, and to jump to conclusions. Uh, I, I never wait for all the evidence to um, be present presented um, for me to make decisions and uh, to, to do things. And I don't know why uh, I do that. Maybe it's because of my uh, drug-addled thinking and um, lack of... Uh, um, lack of moral compass, maybe, I, I, am not too sure, uh, however, you know, um, I know that's a big problem for me, that I need to start working on, because not only with, like, jujitsu and stuff like that, but just in my everyday life, um, I'm always, always, always anticipating the worst possible outcome, you know, and, and I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with, um, with, uh, um, thinking ahead and trying to pre-plan things so you can, 
you know, avoid negative outcomes, but, I mean, I guess what I'm really trying to say is, is that, like, until all the facts are stated and present, I guess, just shut your mouth, and that's not towards anybody in in particular, but I'm gonna say, maybe, if you took it personal, then, just like me, which, that's who I'm saying it about, uh, maybe we need to take a look and at ourselves and try to figure out why we do these things, you know, um, I often wonder about, like, you know, my, my, what makes my brain tick, because, you know, I'm odd, and, and not in a normal odd way, I just mean, like, I, do, do other people do this stuff, is it just me, you know, um, man, I'd love feedback on that, so, you know, you guys can always hit the, my, my, uh, DMs, uh, on Instagram, I'm at Cody Hummel BJJ on Instagram or at Car Rides with Cody on Instagram, you know, and uh, let me know. I'd love to hear what you guys got to say. If anybody else is uh, uh, assumes things like I do, um, or if they have any similar problems like that, you know. Um, so another thing I want to cover uh, in the that that that. I swear, if I had more teeth, I could talk, but it probably still couldn't anyways. But, um, what I wanted to bring up was combat jiu-jitsu. Um, combat jiu-jitsu, uh, happened this past Sunday, and I tell you guys what, I really like combat jiu-jitsu. Um, for those of you who don't know what combat jiu-jitsu is, combat jiu-jitsu is, uh, jiu-jitsu, but with slaps. So... You know, um, you know, some people have negative thoughts on it. Not really negative, but they're kind of like, that's stupid. If you're going to do that, why not just do MMA? And to a point, I understand that. But, for instance, the whole purpose, um, which, if, again, if you guys don't know, uh, it was founded by Eddie Bravo, uh, you know, founder of Ten Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, and he, he started Combat Jiu-Jitsu because he wanted to be able to get jiu-jitsu people prepared for what it would be like to do MMA. Because if any of you have ever trained um, jiu-jitsu uh, and you've ever been in a altercation or, or practiced uh, MMA or anything like that, you know that um, the minute punches become involved, um, everything changes. So it's, it's not like... Um, it's not like certain techniques continue to work. Uh, but So, um, I'm going to let you guys know that I'm currently pulling up to my house. Because uh, I have to hurry up and make myself a quick breakfast. Give my uncle his medication. And uh, get him his food. So, I'm actually going to take a real quick pause from this. But to you guys, it's not going to seem like I really went anywhere. So... Um, I'm going to pause, and when I come back, we're going to talk more about uh, combat jiu-jitsu. And we're back. See? You didn't even notice that we were gone. Uh, anyway, so, about combat jiu-jitsu. Um, man, uh, I really like combat jiu-jitsu. Um, not just for, like, the rule setting and stuff like that, but just because, like, you know, um... I had... When I first started jiu-jitsu, I had, um aspirations, or, uh, I think that's the right word, 
anyways, I had desires of doing MMA, um, but then, you know, some things changed, um, you know, uh, and, and and it's no longer a, a point for me to do that, um, you know, um, but getting back there, um, I do like doing, um, live rounds, though, like, for instance, every once in a blue moon, it hasn't happened in a really long time, but I'll do some, uh, some, uh, ground fighting with, uh, some officers that train, uh, at the academy, um, you know, uh, and basically all we're doing is just throwing, like, 5% punches, 10% punches, something like that, you know, a very small amount, it, it's not to obviously hurt the person, it's to just let you know that, hey, this isn't going to work, you know what I mean, because, like, for instance, and, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about one specific match, um, uh, that happened at Combat Jiu-Jitsu, okay, like, for instance, um, a guy, a guy by the name of Nick Ronan, um, went out and started playing, like, sit-up guard and shin-on-shin, uh, it, uh, he got smacked up pretty good, you know, um, because, again, you can't do those things, you know, like, and, and that's the thing, like, so, my advice to everybody, uh, is if you feel like your jiu-jitsu, um, is good enough for a street fight, implement some form of, 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 uh, striking to that, and, and watch how quickly, uh, your imagination of, or not your imagination, but your, your, uh, watch how quickly it goes out the window, you know, um, I, I remember the first time I thought, you know, uh, I, the first time I sparred like that, I thought it was gonna be, you know, I was gonna do pretty well, and <laughs> I, I don't wanna say I took a beating, but, yeah, um, I'm here to tell you, you know, like, the old saying of, you know, um, as soon as you get punched in the face, your game plan goes out the window, that is a hundred percent true, you know, so, if, if, and, and again, you know, if you're training jiu-jitsu for a combat, like, for any combat, like, any combat of self-defense, like, any, any, anything like that, any, any combat sport, any, anything for self-defense, you, you need to implement some form of strikes, you know, and, and, this is one form of training, um, I actually want to do, for some odd reason, I don't know why, um, man, maybe it's because I want to slap some of my training partners, no, I'm just kidding, for those of you listening, I don't want to slap you, I could just break your legs instead, no, I'm kidding, again, anyways, you know, um, but I would like to do it, um, I would like to do, like, an actual match like this, you know, um, I wonder why they don't, I know, like, EBI puts on, obviously, you know, professional grappling, uh, events, so, like, I mean, I understand why there's not one in East Budunk, Pennsylvania, but, like, uh, somebody should put more of these on, I would love to, uh, take a match like that, that, uh, that would be a lot of fun for me, I think, um, because it gives you a little bit of an MMA feeling without, uh, without losing any brain cells, really, you know, um, which, you know, for those of you that know me, I can't really afford to lose any more than what I already don't have, so, um, that would be nice, so, 
Um, but yeah, about the actual um, tournament in itself, um, it was a 170-pound division, um, and there were a couple killers in there that, like, some bigger-name people that, like, I obviously, I, I mean, I follow grappling a lot, um, I'm sure there's a couple people, uh, in there, like Nick Ronan, um, Roberto, Him- uh, Roberto Jimenez is the one who actually won it, um, which, man, I'll get to that in a minute, but, yeah, Roberto Jimenez, um, Nate- Nathan Orchard was there, Derek Grayfield, um, uh, who else was there? Um, like I said, Nick Ronan, uh, Jay-Z Calavarte, or I'm sure I'm saying his last name wrong. Um, hmm, who else was there? Um, PJ Barch was there, but he wasn't in, like, uh, he wasn't in the tournament. He had a special match, um, against, um, uh, yep, I lost it. Man. I am sorry, but if you have uh, a Middle Eastern name or something like that, or uh, something that's not very catchy, uh, man, I- I'm probably gonna I'm I'm gonna either mess it up by per- by when I try to pronunciate it, or I'm just not gonna remember it. Period. And I mean, that's not just for like that specific you know kind of thing, but it's just in general, like. Uh, we got people at the academy that I, I I don't even know who they are yet, you know, and then yeah, I'm I'm horrible. But anyways, uh, more of the story is is back to Roberto Jimenez. You know, um, I, I'm gonna real quick give a quick distinction of like the style of game that Roberto played, and um, obviously I'm gonna make a comparison to uh, Nick Ronan, who, like I said, pull guard. And, and tried to play like a sit up shin on shin type style. Um, Roberto came out and he was trying to wrestle. Um, he did pull guard a couple times, but the nice part about how he did it, like he jumped guard at an angle and um, he was able to pull, uh, get his uh, opponent down into his closed guard. And I mean, for those of you who don't know, like, if you can control the posture of somebody inside of your guard, um, I'm not saying it's 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 hard for them or it's impossible for them to strike you because guess what? It's not. You're gonna eat some body shots. But as opposed to them being able to posture up, rear back their 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 fist all the way, and be able to really rain down punches, um, it is definitely um, a better position than, like, being mounted or, again, like I said, having somebody posture up inside of your guard. Um, so, therefore, um, what I, I wanted to say was is how, um, you know, generic the closed guard is, but how effective it was. I mean, uh, Roberto hit a couple triangles uh, and he did it with, with, uh, with pretty much, like, ease, he didn't spend a whole lot of time on the mat, um, he wound up, like I said, he wound up winning the tournament, um, he, uh, he submitted Nathan Orchard with a triangle, um, very beautiful setup, by the way, um, which they, I'm sure if you guys paid attention to the combat jiu-jitsu at all, um, you would have seen that there was maybe possibly some controversy all over, um, how the, the match had ended, um, I guess 
Nate had uh, tapped prematurely um, and, and walked away very disgusted. There were some people speculating that he was actually uh, trying to re- blame the uh, referee, uh, uh, Mike Beltron, uh, which which that was not the case. He came out later on an Instagram post. Uh, Nate did and stated that um, he uh, he had he was just mad that he had tapped prematurely. He thought the armbar was going to come on a lot faster than what Roberto had threatened um, because even Nathan said in the post, he said, you know, I, I will sit there and fight a choke, but I can't afford to have my arm broken. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of understandable. I'd be frustrated too, especially when you think somebody's uh, gonna gonna arm lock you and you tap early uh, to try to save yourself and, and that wasn't even their intention. They, they were probably going to stay with the choke. Man, that's that's got to suck. But, um, you know, uh, the, the like I said, the effectiveness of Roberto's uh, close guard allowed him to do all these things and take minimal da- damage and not have to throw a whole lot of strikes. Um, dude, that dude is fierce, you know. Like, my coach got to uh, face him, I believe, at Purple Belt. Um, I think he lost on points or something like that. Uh, if I remember him saying correctly, but, you know, like, it's insane, like, to hear how that guy's only, like, in his early 20s, maybe only 20 years old, 21 years old, something like that, and he's, he's destroying people, and not just it, his own weight, too, you know, like, I've seen Roberto compete at 170, 185, 200, you know, like, that guy does not care. Um, even in his post-fight interview, he had stated that, you know, he wants to do uh, the 185-pound tournament and, and even the 205. Like, man, I tell you what, like, my, my coach is 215 pounds, you know. Um, I, I think he's 220, but, you know, what's five pounds anyways? But, uh, sorry, Tim, don't kill me later for that. Uh but anyways, the point is, is like, it's not that, like, I understand how to go against big people. Like, I understand the principle and, um, you know, but man, to have to compete against real, like, killers. And I'm not just talking about gym wars or, you know, um, um, local little battles. I'm talking about professional athletes who, um, train to kill you, you know, um, Man, when you're going up with a 40, 50-pound weight disadvantage, um, man, that's that's real bravery right there, in my opinion, because ultimately, like, you have to be really skilled in order to do that, you know? Like, I've done a couple um, absolute divisions in my time, but I think the biggest guy probably outweighed me by, like, 250 pounds, 200 pounds, something like that, this guy was, I mean, enormous, and the only thing that I could really use against him was speed, that was it, um, you know, so, um, hats off to Roberto for constantly pushing himself into taking those matches, you know, uh, because sometimes I have to, uh, you know, just, uh, swallow my own pride just to go with, uh, these big guys, because, well, I mean, you know, you're putting a lot on the line. Like, I'm, I'm 160 pounds, you know. Like, it's, uh, 
it's it's uh, you can get pretty messed up just from the takedown alone, you know. Uh, so, anyways, uh, back to combat jujitsu. Uh, so, you know, um, if if there's anybody who listens to this and uh, they want to do, uh, would like to give uh, some of that training a try, uh, please let me know because I would love to do that. Even if uh, even if we just do it for fun, you know, I'm not looking to try to hurt somebody or or something like that. Uh, I'm just looking to um, try different styles of training, you know. Um, I'm just looking to try to uh, have fun, you know. Um, and, and I think it would be interesting. And not as dangerous as exactly getting into a, a fist fight. So, you know, if anybody wants to do it, let me know. Hit me up, you know. So, um, other than that, um, I don't really have a whole lot too much more to go into today. Uh, it's kind of a shorter episode, but I just wanted to get this out to you guys as I was trying to get through my morning to uh, get all my stuff done. Uh, I know a couple people have been asking me when the next podcast was going to come out, and, uh, you know, I'm trying, guys. Um, but, you know, like, I- I've got a lot going on. Um, I- there no excuses regardless, but um, sometimes it just gets a little difficult to sit down put all my ideas together, because um, that's honestly one of the biggest problems I have uh, about doing a podcast is is I'm not very uh, organized. I do not write things down, which is probably something I should get on, uh, but, mm, excuse me, that was a yawn, um, but, uh, man, like I said, I, I uh very scatterbrained, and for me, in order for me to... Um, really be able to sit down and do a podcast, I, I, I have to be pretty clear-headed and able to think, um, and I've just been so busy with the academy, at the academy, um, with my, my son, uh, my girlfriend just quit her job, which I want a hundred, I want to, you know, say this out loud, which I've already said it out loud to her, but, you know, like, I want percent uh, support her, um, her, uh, she works for Dollar General. She was a store manager, and that that place is is a succubus. That literally has sucked the life out of her for the last three and a half years. And I'm not gonna sit here and get into that, but you know, uh, Jody, congratulations on um, you know trying to advance your life and and not be stuck in that hellhole. So um, you know, but yeah. So, I just have been having a lot of stuff going on. Um, I'm going to try to uh, get more uh, consistent episodes out. I mean, I know I've been getting out one about once a week right now. Uh, but I would like to do, like, uh, you know, I would like to still put one out once a week. But I would like to have one. Uh, I would like to do two a week. That way, I'm just able to uh, maybe have one on the back burner in case, you know, things come up. Um, like they have in the past and, and, you know, there's like a gap instead of just like a week in between podcasts. I think the longest I went without recording was like 13 days or whatever. So, you know, um, Hey, you know, I just want to give a shout out to, um, everyone who listens, you know, um, I I just want to say thank you. Um, because you guys have a lot of, uh, better things you could be doing than listening to to me um 
I just, I really appreciate it. You know, like, when I started this, I did not think that, like, I would even have more than five people listen to this. And I've got a good handful now, you know? Um, that makes me really happy. Um, just because, like, not just because, like, people listen to me, like, as in listen to the podcast, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. It just makes me feel supported. So, you know, um, to that, guys, cheers. I'm going to tip this uh, lemon drop bang, which is the best. Again, bang, energy, get at your boy. I've got so much money invested in you guys. Come on now. Just get, just send me one free bang and we'll call it even, all right? No, I'm kidding. But, uh, no, I'm not. I'm serious. Send me a bang, for real. Bang energy, hit me up. Um, but, yeah, so... That's what's been going on, guys, um, and everything, um, but like I said, I'm on my way to training right now, uh, I'm really grateful to, to have the opportunity to, to do this every single day, and, um, you know, uh, yeah, I pretty much don't have not much more to say than, uh, go out there, guys, uh, be kind to one another, and, and try to, uh, try to help somebody today, um, put, put somebody before yourself, you know, um, try to, uh, try, try to be, uh, try to be there for someone if they need you, regardless, just try to be good people today, all right, all right, guys, um, that concludes this episode, um, I'll talk to you guys on the uh, next one, uh, get out there and train, all right, peace.